Hey, what's going on there, Motos? It's Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast. It is the 25th of May, 2022. And uh, it's been a pretty, pretty good day. Been a Wednesday. We uh, busy day helping people, making merry, trying to put smiles on faces, fire into the asses of the masses. God, it's a lot to talk about. Where do I start? My son got a varsity letter. My son got a varsity letter in track. He uh, had a very successful track season. He had his banquet tonight. He, he freaking, he did great. As I've said before, I, I'm really glad that he does track and field. I feel like it's a... It's something that's very inclusive. It's something that everybody can find something to do. Like there's some sports, you know, it's like you gotta be, you gotta be fast runner, or you gotta be a powerful whatever. <clears throat> My impression of track is that you can do a lot of different things. You know, all the shits happening on one field simultaneously. You know, in sequence. But you run 100 male, you run the right. Right, fucking 100 female, meet 100 meters female, 100, 100 meters male, 200, 200, 400, 400 relays, long distance, <clears throat> three mile, one mile, three mile, fucking pole vault, triple jump, long jump, high jump, shot put, discus, javelin, all that shit's happening there. It's like wow, everybody, everybody could do something if they want to. So that's pretty neat. Um, so I'm proud of him. He had a banquet this evening, and my wife and daughter were able to go and support him. I'm proud of him. So that's a positive, right? Have a... Uh, told you I've been turning my attention to, to this podcast... is it called again? The Great Simplification, right? And filling your ear holes about that, I know. You gotta check this shit out, my friends. It's talking all about energy and humans' relationship with it. Guy said today, you're talking about minerals. And you hear things about, like, copper. We know wires are made of copper. And, and you know, there's nickel and silver and even uranium they're talking about you know various minerals that reside in the earth and we have to mine for these things and uh, have done so historically and if we're talking about by 2030 having the majority of cars electric that means a shitload of batteries a shitload of infrastructure that we really don't have the capacity for right now. And furthermore, they're talking about um, kind of a, a fallacy that uh, assumes that like, I was, I'll own it, like I said, uh, the notion that we can just do solar and harness all of the sun's rays and, you know, everybody everything goes solar energy and solar skyscrapers and windows and rooftops and shingles. As it stands right now, the majority of the solar panels, the mining for the materials that are included, the assembly, the sales, all that, <coughs> the metals that I just mentioned, minerals we extract from the earth, that's all China. Mines are in China. The assembly, the, the entire infrastructure for all this stuff is in China, which can be a problem. You know, obviously we have a relationship with China. We buy all their products. You know, they make all of our junk that we buy off of whatever. Everything says made in China, right? Has been for decades. We don't make anything here anymore. So, you know, same thing with with energy, right? I was saying that the majority of natural gas in the world is from Russia. So when you read in the news that Russia is going to 
shut off the power, shut off the fossil fuels from Ukraine and from Europe. We can say that, you know, okay, well, we'll find alternate suppliers or something like that. Probably, you know, just the infrastructure that it would take. Let's say the United States had natural gas. We, we have capabilities, fossil fuel capabilities here, of course. We can mine various substances here. But the, the logistics to turn that natural gas into a liquid, that you lose like 30% of the energy when you do that with getting natural gas. Who the fuck knew that? Put it under pressure and you liquefy it, right? Who knew that? Who understood that? <clears throat> and then you got to put it in a ship big enough and that there's there's no place really to dock a ship of that size. Very few places where you can pull that into port and then you got to distribute that to all these places in Europe. So they kind of need Russia's gas. That's where the energy is. So this is not like a pessimistic podcast necessarily. The people that are speaking are very smart, learned individuals that have worked, you know, in industry and in academia. They know what the fuck they're talking about. And I'm only a couple episodes into it. But excuse me, the great simplification is basically the reality and I'll, I'll end it with this. There's this, our relationship with fossil fuels, our discovery of all these, these fossil hydrocarbons, oil, gas, coal, it's a one-time thing. As I mentioned in the previous episodes, this, these fossil fuels were accumulated over millennia, over millions of years, billions of years. <clears throat> and so, they're not forever. And we are consuming them at an exponential uh, pace. Um, when you look around and you see all these things, all these bells and whistles, and looking at a Verizon store and traffic lights and businesses with their lights gleaming and vehicles everywhere and this is what life has been since I've been on this earth you know we live during a very good time to be alive as human beings I mean this is this has been the time to be alive and now we're starting to understand that, you know, this is not going to be the world, the way the world is going to have to change in the coming centuries, at the very least, you know, there's, there's going to be a, a stark reality check that we're going to be smacked with that essentially we're going to have to change our behaviors that the energy expenditure that we have and the population growth and all that stuff, if you do the math on it, and these folks have done the math, done the math on the types of minerals, again, that we have to that we have to extract. You're talking about, like, everybody says, well, nuclear is actually the way it's done now. It's very, very safe, very, very cost-effective. But to build a nuclear plant, to do, start and finish a project like that, it takes decades. And even if they could build the plant, we have to mine for those minerals. Things like uranium and thorium and use them as fuel. So we're going to have to dig deep, deep into the Earth's crust and find these deposits. There's going to be a shitload of, of mining in the days to come. You know, I don't know about you, but when I think about the environment and kind of where we're at in <clears throat> You know, progress on Earth, technology, advancement relative to the environment. I always feel like, okay, it's becoming. Uh, you know, I knew that we got to dig for oil and gas and minerals and all that shit. I knew it was it was happening, but it's happening in a, in seemingly far away places. And you know that you hear about all these restrictions on um, you know, 
by whatever administration or, you know, we're going to, I got signs all over the side of the road right now that say drill, 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 right? They're not talking about me, right? They're talking about drill for gas, oil, whatever. Find these things. Do it here because if we don't do it here, we're going to have to pay. We're going to be held hostage by places like Russia and China, right, who do have that capability. We are being held hostage, you know. So it's it's an uncomfortable reality that we all should be familiar with. At least familiar with, you know, not in terms of the politics and, you know, I don't expect you to go off in mind or whatever. We need to understand that our current relationship with energy is going to have to change because there's not going to be that much, like the price of gas, it might not come down, you know, this might be a permanent thing. At the very least, we're going to feel it at the pump. But um, extremely interesting, extremely informative podcast to me. You know, I think that <clears throat> I think everybody should should understand what I understand. Okay, um, shifting gears a little bit. So I spoke with somebody on this note. I, I don't know if I mentioned this yesterday, but a friend of mine, good friend of mine, she's very politically active. She's a very dem- a Democrat. She posted something that said, it, it was a picture of the gas prices, gas pumps, during Bush Jr.'s tenure. And it said, you know, when this was going on, I did not, uh, this is back during George Bush's tenure, Jr., um, <clears throat> I didn't complain or, or you know, blame him, the president at the time, because I realized that at 24, I knew better than to assume that gas prices were regulated by presidents, you know, administrations. Um, and I, uh, talking to a friend about this, you know, about all the, said, you know, People just don't give a fuck. Like, uh, uh, an hour later, I got a text message from on a group text that I'm on with my buddies that I grew up with from Jersey. They seem to be very, like, pro-Trump, pro-right, which is weird because New Jersey is a very democratic state. <clears throat> um, but whatever, you know, I'm kind of in the middle. And it's one of the memes that my buddy that shared, he said, uh, you know... Don't um, showed like a gas pump and it had the Biden thanks Biden sticker on it, and it said, "Don't take it off" because somebody tried to scratch it off or peel it off, and it was a sign by the management where it said, "Don't don't peel off the Biden stickers. If you voted for him, you need to own it." You know, <clears throat> it's kind of ignorance. I guess my whole point about the whole thing, the gas prices and such is that if you think people really understand where their fuel, their energy, any of this comes from, you're freaking, you're a damn fool. People don't know shit. You know? They don't know things. They don't, they don't care to do the intellectual heavy, heavy lifting. They just want to blame somebody. They want to oversimplify things and find somebody to pin it to. It's a very kind of predictable human behavior. And it takes critical thinking to not behave like this. Like, so my point is, my friend, she might be saying, oh yeah, well, Bush did, when the gas prices spiked during Bush's tenure, Gulf War, or whatever, um, I didn't, uh, or maybe 9-11, I don't know what the fuck it was, um, I didn't blame Bush. A whole lot of people did, you know. A whole lot of people are not willing to really think about things, think things through, strive to understand things, say it's complicated. They just want somebody to quickly blame and pin it all on. And that's human nature, and that's fucked up. Alright, shifting away from this. I tell you, though, you got you don't be a fucking idiot. Check out The Great Simplification. Watch the 30-minute uh, 
animated thing, and then uh, consider watching some of the um, the other podcasts, the individual podcasts. This guy Paul Hagen's, I think it is. He's had some. He said this mineral guy today was um, fucking brilliant or very informative, and I think it's something that everybody should understand because for a very long time. Well, first of all, every you should know where your energy comes from. I should. So we should find things like this interesting and applicable. Um, it's not a matter of whether you... Th- I mean, it, it does apply to us. So everybody should be, should be listening to this sort of stuff to try to understand. Oh, secondly... We should understand where everything comes from. You know, I've, I've talked in the past about how um, our manufacturing is all gone. We shopped most of our labor out to uh, third world developing countries, you know? And so, cheap labor. We're just going to consume. We're going to consume. <clears throat> and you make all the shit. We'll pay for you to make all the stuff. We're a service economy now. So we have less and less factories. We don't produce anything here. We rely on these other countries. Hey, you fucking recycle the plastic. You uh, figure out, you make these computer chips. You know that majority of the computer chips on the market today are made in Taiwan? So if you're wondering why China and Taiwan have a problem and why we would get involved, is because of that. You know? Not only are we friendly with them, they do a lot of work for us. So you fuck with Taiwan, you're basically fucking with us and the world economy, right? It's kind of idiocy. You'd think that that governments would sort this sort of stuff out and say, okay, uh, is it is it a, is it appropriate? Is it acceptable that um, majority of Europe relies upon Russia, a quasi-hostile? Environment, who we all regard as an enemy, should we rely upon Russia for our energy? You know, 60% of the energy in, in Europe comes from Russia, apparently, the natural gas, anyway. As I said yesterday, that per them, the most efficient of fuels, because you just light it up and it's instant fuel. You don't have to refine it, you don't have to do anything. People don't know this. People don't understand this. It's fucking inexcusable that we don't understand where things come from. We talk about supply chains and shit. We don't have... Your average consumer doesn't have the foggiest what it takes to make things and bring them to market. There's no idea anymore. There was a time when we knew what it took to make things and where things came from. So then there was a real value on it. We just order shit on Amazon. It's fucking dumb, man. So, watch that. Or you're a dumbass. <clears throat> Alright, next, we got this, uh... Also, I'll hit you with the Amber Heard trial. Yes, I know it's disgusting, disgusting that anybody would watch this sort of drama, but as a friend told me the other day, what it is is it represents our um, preoccupation with just something mindless, some drama, something to laugh at and say, declare, hey, I thought my life was bad. Look at these fucking idiots. You know? So there is a moment today in the the, uh, Depp Heard trial where there's a psychiatrist witness on the on the herd side side that was trying to make a case that the behavior and the um, the response time something like that something about depth's um, affect that he can tell when he's impaired and that people are on alcohol or drugs their their reaction time or something like that that he could have basically make a case for him being abusive and when he's having these interviews or whatever, he, there's various... You know, he made an observation that it looked like Depp was... His behavior was fucked up or something like that. So maybe he's acting and he's not he's not thinking 
you know, maybe it's possible that he was the perpetrator of all these accusations, abuse accusations. So he said he based his testimony on observations of like interviews of Johnny Depp. Um, and also about the way he um, interacted on on various roles in the cinema, like some of his pirate movies. So he mentioned pirate movies, and that was obviously not very psychological, uh, not very professional, because Johnny's fucking playing a role as Captain Jack Sparrow. He's inside a role. He's an actor. It's his kind of his job and his passion to change his facade, change his demeanor, change his language, everything. His entire life is, is an act. Much of it. And as I mentioned before, seems like they actually patterned the role and the behavior of Jack Sparrow after the real life Johnny Depp. So now this psychiatrist is being cross-examined by Depp's lawyer. And they say, well, you you know, you see what other movies did you see that in addition you base his psychological status on? Did you see uh, <clears throat> Willy Wonka? <laughs> and the guy starts getting flustered. And then he goes, they're like, you know, do you see Charlie and Chocolate Factory? <laughs> and the guy, obviously the, the lawyer was being smart with him and trying to prove a point. Like, you're talking about this guy... His behavior as though he's a fucking actor. You know, of course, you, you base it on your testimony on this guy's observed behavior. He's fucking always acting, man. He's in front of a camera, he's acting. He's playing a role. And in a role that he is probably one and the same. Anyway, um, the guy starts, the psychiatrist loses it. He, st- he, he freezes and he starts to open his mouth and s- s- like licking his lips, and you know, then he finally collected himself a little bit. He looked like Christopher Lloyd from uh, the Professor, from um, Goddamn Back to the Future. You know, oh, Marty, one point twenty-one gigawatts. Starts smacking his lips and licking his lips, and he was obviously dry mouth and stressed out um, under cross examination. So, not to knock the guy, but it's fucking hilarious. Emily and I were just rolling at the office here watching this shit. It's so funny, you know, to see somebody like this. And um, especially in these fucking crazy-ass dark times, every day it seemed to be something, right? Well, t- uh, yesterday there was a, a mass shooting in Texas, right? Southwest Texas. And um, 19, in my last reading, it was 19 students and two teachers in one classroom that this 18-year-old former student from this school district, he goes to an elementary school and comes in with a couple rifles and kills an entire classroom. And people are, they're just shocked, they're terrified, they are I, they don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say about an atrocity like this. We try to make sense of it, and you know, I saw somebody post. They were like, "Shit, I don't know." Hundred, dozens, dozens of um, these schools that were named, one on top of the other, on top of the other, pointing out um, school shootings mass shootings, killings, killings by students, killings by whoever inside these, these, these places of learning. And you wonder, you know, obviously this is stressful times, all that stuff, and it's a stressful society. And, you know, we're not well. I've made the case that a lot of people who seem to be normal and are fully functional uh, by for the most part, a lot of us are walking on a fine line between sanity and fucking insanity, right? We all know that. I've known some people who completely lost it during the COVID cooties, during the stress, you know, of all this shit. They don't talk to friends anymore because, you know, 
people wore masks or got vaccinated or didn't wear masks or didn't get vaccinated or all that stuff that we used to talk about. I filled these airwaves with for many episodes, you know, it was the talk of the fucking town, all these divisive issues, right? We're all familiar with them and it's terrible. You know, people are definitely frazzled. They're, you know, afraid ends of sanity. Hear them calling, hear them calling me. <laughs> Metallica. Freed ends of sanity. Hear them calling. Hear them calling me. <laughs> Great song. So people are fucked up and they're stressed. They make bad decisions. They're not thinking. They're turning their attention to um, false data, conspiracy theories, misinformation. They're angry, they, whatever, they feel more um, isolated, they feel farther away from friends and family and connections and than ever in our modern society, and I'm trying to find a reason why somebody might behave like this, where they abused, the guy can't apparently killed his grandma first, and did some shootings at a town, and then went to this elementary school. I'm going to go to my elementary school. I'm going to kill all those kids in there. Why the fuck would you do that? What kind of trauma? What kind of PTSD? Why would you want to hurt other people? And apparently died in a hail of gunfire from the cops. A lot of these people do shit like this. They'll kill themselves. They want to do something. They don't want to... Some of them, I guess, prepared to pay the final price. I don't know. Or they're just done. They're just, you know... I don't know why somebody would want to do this. Why they feel, you know, can you make sense of it? Can you analyze it psychologically? Why the fuck would anyone do something like this? You know, somebody told me today, actually a licensed counselor told me that a lot of people like to watch dramatic shows like serial killer documentaries and, you know, uh, NCIS and all that stuff because... In most of those cases, you know, after you catch one of these bad guys, and it's usually a guy, to be real fucking honest. When you catch these bad guys, you bring them to justice, you know? There's some sort of closure where a person did not get away with it, at least not forever. There was ultimately, society did not stand for that sort of behavior. The problem with the school shootings and mass shootings is that, you know, we seem to be in a, unable. I don't think that people, I think people want a solution here. They want, they want to solve this problem. Nobody wants their kids or their school to get shot up. People understand it's not a fucking good thing. But for some reason, we are unable to truly... Um, ultimately scratch this itch. Society, our society, our society, mostly, like overwhelmingly America, this happens here. doesn't happen in other places as much. Not nearly as much. But why does it happen in America? What is it? People talk about guns. I've told you my opinion on them. I have guns. I have knives, I've got chainsaws, I've blown things up, I've put many, many thousands of rounds down range, I've shot fucking anti-tank missiles off of my shoulder, shot machine guns, thrown grenades, um, shot bows and arrows, edge weapons. Fortunately, this is all in, in the line of duty as a United States Marine, and it was all in peacetime, so I did a lot of training. I'm glad that I ultimately never had to pull that trigger in anger in on a mission. You know, on some part, in some aspect of, of you know, I, I feel a little bit ashamed, though, that I'm not ashamed, but, like, I trained to do that. I wanted to be able to do right and fulfill a mission and protect my buddies, protect my, you know, accomplish whatever objective. Like, I was ready to do that without... Without hesitation, I would have done that. I would have killed 
for God, country, mom, apple pie, I would have. You know, it's like it was justified, and it's licensed to do that, right? Still, God says, you know, the Bible says, right? Thou shalt not kill. What the fuck are you doing? Why are we killing so much? Why is there so much violence? Violence in society, violence in movies and video games, violence in, you know, it's, it's a sport. People in America, are guns a problem? You know, I say yes. Tell you why. Because there are more guns than people in the United States. And I don't think that that's necessary or healthy. It's your right to keep and bear arms. Historically, we started as a rebellious nation that wanted to separate from, you know, the monarchy of England and get out from under their thumb and stop paying taxes and have our own choice to, you know, to run this country and to to live our own lives. Freedoms, we'll talk about, they're going to talk about the pilgrims coming over here for freedom of religion. Maybe some did, but most people just wanted to fucking start a new life and more opportunity for their families, right? Take a chance. There's a place over there, you got a lot of land, got you you know, enough for everybody, resources for everybody, go over there, push the Indians out, and do your thing, right? That's what it was about. It was about things. It was about opportunity to get ahead, to, to better your lot in life, to raise your family, to live free. America's been a, you know, a symbol of freedom for a very long time. Very young country, though. And that's what we did. We, 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 we separated from England by force. All right, we're just coming over here. You guys want to keep us under the, uh, the your rule? Come get us. And we fucking picked up our rifles and we fought back. So Americans love that notion, the romanticization, <clears throat> if that's even a word. We love to romanticize and, and fancy that we are still, you know, wearing coonskin caps and skin fucking shirts and running around plinking at the you know the British soldiers that are doing sit Neil Ben stand with their red coats and their tall hats and shit um, we were guerrilla fighters and now what we do we are the fucking the big brother and we hate gorillas right these insurgents in this country or that country, they're not that much different from us, you know, the way we were. Um, in some ways, maybe in a lot of ways. So there's a lot of guns. There's a very, there's a wide availability of this ubiquitous tool. More guns than people, far more guns than people. And, you know, there are the what do you got to do to get, if I want to buy a gun, a long gun, I can go to Cabela's, to the gun shop, pass a background check. I don't even think that's necessary in every state. And get a firearm. Get as fancy a firearm as you want. And you want this long gun with a bolt action, with a walnut stock, or you want this radical blackout, uh, M16 variant or an AK-47 variant with a big long banana clip that curves out to hold 20 or 30 rounds and you want a bayonet on it, you want a fucking you know, you want a pistol too if you got money and you pass a, a background check, you can get any of this stuff and furthermore there's so many guns out there, you could pick one up illegally if you wanted to Probably on every street corner in Philadelphia or most cities. There's so many out there that they can fall into the wrong hands. True. Very true. You know? It's not hard. The guy was 18, so he can get whatever he wants. He can pass a background check. He can lose his shit the next week, and he can go and do what he did. 
This happens, I guess I can say, all the time. It happens all the time here. We're sending our kids to school. You know, we should there should be an expectation that the kids are there to learn and they're there to there to engage socially and thrive and grow up. Which is a training ground for life. Not a place to be you you know, dodging bullets and being slaughtered. So I blame our society for its loving the drama, loving the, you know, and, and, and coveting our warrior culture, our um, tremendous militarization, far more military capability than any other country, right? You know, we can't have guns, but the entire... But, you know, we've got more nuclear warheads between us and Russia and insane amounts of nuclear warheads that would not, that would, would render this <clears throat> planet completely, you know, crater-filled and uninhabitable. Like, it's probable that the way that this world will end as we know it is through our own doing, right? Irresponsibility fighting, you know, how is it possible these guys are talking about this energy today, right? Talking about how is it we let this this whole thing in Ukraine and Russia it's happening because you know, in a vacuum conflict won't happen right? So this this happened this Russia-Ukraine conflict it's happening is there something we could have done all of us to prevent it? Or is Russia just the villain, the sole responsible country, the pro, the antagonist? You know, is there something we all could have done to prevent this? We should have, because now there's resource scarcity, right? There's a threatening of we're not going to have we're going to turn off the fuel on you guys, so that's going to lead to scarcity and you know stress and antagonism and pain and then people are going to do crazy things right so human beings we're going to kill ourselves and every other fucking mammal and non-mammal every fucking bug every mite every cockroach on this planet we're capable of eliminating it and the adults in the room will do that they will talk about that they will threaten they will boast about the size of their arsenal. So why should we expect, how can we expect Joe Blow, you know, Sally Jones, how can we possibly expect your average citizen who is stressed, who is frazzled, who is concerned about their retirement, their kids there how, how can how can we expect these people to hold it all together it's a lot to ask considering i just told you that your average poor slob cannot wrap their brain around where materials products come from we don't we've lost sight of of everything of logic we'll believe anything because it feels good. And we'll hate somebody or some concept or something because of a rumor. You know? Because of some cockamamie bullshit that may or may not have a basis in reality. So how can we expect... Honest question. How can we expect our citizens to behave, to keep it together, to do the right thing, when our, when our countries are at war, or are threatening to be at war, doesn't excuse somebody for doing, committing an atrocity like this, but how can we, how can we possibly not see something like this coming? 
there's always conflict, there's always drama, there's always disagreements that are emotional. They're based in emotion. They're not based in on any sort of true assessment of the facts. People just hate to hate. They hate because it feels good. The same reason why they, they like the drama when they go on a roller coaster or when they watch a soap opera or when they watch a fucking Depp Heard trial, you know? Or when they watch the market go up and down and up and down. Or when they squabble each other with each other over stupid shit. We love that charge, that charge of dopamine and whatever neurochemicals, other neurochemicals we have floating around in the in our minds. We we create our own drama. So shit like this is bound to happen. It's terrible. I got teachers saying that they're, you know, grandma's saying that they're on online that their kids or grandkids are coming home saying they had a drill, uh, active shooter drill, and they're crying. Because they shouldn't have to live in a life like this. In a world like this. So we have boners for guns and drama. Huge boners for them. And we like to be, we like to posture up and we like to fancy ourselves revolutionary war fighters. And we have the world's largest military that is so proud to serve. And I was. I know many people who are still. It's the best thing they ever did in their life. But there just may be a possibility that our goodwill, that our, our, our zeal to serve was squandered. You know? Could have been squandered by some politician, some fucking king, some president that is going to just send us off to do their bidding to accomplish some geopolitical objective that could have something to do with oil or power or whatever. These motherfuckers at the top of the heap, they can't make the right decisions to benefit their population. They're not doing the right thing. How can the rest of us, pawns, be expected to behave? That's part of why something like this happens. The real answer, probably this guy is fucking... He lost it. Who knows what his story was. Maybe he was abused. And so he was extrapolating his pain onto these other kids. Maybe he was a child who was abused. Maybe he... Um, felt left out on a playground. Nobody would pick him for the for the sports team. Maybe he got all F's and hated this teacher and wanted them to pay. Uh, was going to get even with everybody. Maybe he was on drugs. Maybe this guy was a uh, you know clinically insane and had been given many chances and slipped through the cracks of the emotion of the mental health uh, process establishment. You know million different stories that we've heard over the years about how something like this could happen, could manifest. I'm sure there'll be some things that'll come out about how he was a loner, uh, he had no friends, I don't remember him ever having a girlfriend, uh, you know, he hated his teacher, he never was a good student, uh, he didn't, he was, you know, depressed, he was on medications, maybe it was the medications, uh, he loved to play Call of Duty, or whatever the fuck. There's going to be a million different labels and people to blame in this process. I'm just naming a few. I'm, just, I'm coming clean on some things that are very near and dear to me. Like, I am a proud um, um, observer of the Second Amendment. I'm responsible. Okay? 
I'm educated. I, I'm an empath. I, I care about people. I doesn't mean that I couldn't fucking lose it all tomorrow, right? Talked about that thin line that everybody walks. Who knows what people are capable of? Where's the empathy? You know, where's the kindness in our society? Where is the genuine care? How is it possible in the, in the greatest country that the world has ever seen? Sure, there's going to be shit that happens. On average, what are we doing? On average, I don't feel like we're doing that great anymore. I think that there's all kinds of you know, signs along the path that suggest that we are extremely dysfunctional. And we're not, for all that we have, much like Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, for all the privilege and the wealth and um, the opportunity and you know that we have like many Americans can be it can be said that we it has been said that Americans are fucking born if you're born in America in this day and age you're born on fucking third base you know and if you're white, you're born on third base. You fucking hit a fucking... You can bunt it and screw up a million times and probably still land a decent job, you know, live the American dream. But just like the fucking... These celebrities, we're squandering these opportunities. We are... Whether we're talking about energy or mental health, or, um, you know, empathy, we're, I feel like we, we have so much, we have so much potential, but we squander it, we take it for granted, I think we're doing a lot wrong, I think we're missing things, I think that we can do better, all of us, and it takes... As I have been saying, pain, the ultimate motivator. So we're feeling pain right now as a population. We're bummed out. 20 kids and a couple teachers, dead. They don't have the opportunity now to live their dreams. And that couldn't be more tragic. Could not be more tragic. How do each of us acknowledge first, okay, I'm in pain. I need to do something to change this. How can I right this ship? You know, what am I taking for granted in my life? How can I improve? What do I got wrong? What can I read? Can I read the fine print a little bit more on this topic? Could I understand things a little bit more? Can I be a little bit kinder or um, empathetic, sympathetic? to my fellow human beings why am I always angry well, why am I um, why do I have this preoccupation with always being right instead of being um, you know thoughtful really doing the intellectual heavy lifting really trying to understand really trying to find common ground with people I mean I think we do a lot right I think that many of us are are striving you know to be balanced, but um, I don't think it's enough, man, I think that we all got to do better, and what we need to do better the most involves treating, treating one another better, being kinder, being thoughtful, you know, trying, you know, picking up on when somebody is, is having a tough time, and, and sensing that and trying to help like an animal would you know take mercy on another injured animal you know you know counterintuitively you know a, 
a bear finds an injured deer and sees that it's incredibly vulnerable or a, a, a surprises a mother um, deer giving birth and there's a, a fawn running around vulnerable and instead of killing that fawn that the bear raises the, the fawn or at least doesn't fucking eat it not the best analogy I'm tired and hungry you understand what I'm saying I just think we can all do better and I think that I'm not blaming anybody for in particular for for this senseless terrible act but I do feel like we are spoiled little fucking brats all of us and I think that we need to count our blessings this whole thing this whole experiment humanity democracy um, coexisting it's it's not gonna fucking work man uh, in the short term we'll be fine COVID cooties will fade away monkeypox will fade away Depp herd trial will fade away the economy will you know at some point improve How will we treat one another? Will it be something else? Because you know it's going to be another stress. It's going to be another, you know, another something else to complain about. Always going to be some. We'll have in the best of times. Tell me this is false. In the best of times, motherfuckers will still complain about shit. There's always somebody who complain about anything. Complain just to complain. Find something. Oh, you know. Oh, this is. Uh, my job. You're lucky, you're lucky you fucking have a job, bitch. You know? Oh, well, school sucks. Well, fucking lucky you got an opportunity to go to a safe place and get educated. Safe, maybe? Not these days. So, just like many, on the tail end of many atrocities, subsequent to atrocities, people are waking up and they're asking hard questions. And they're making passionate posts about um, the situation that, that has occurred. And they're frustrated and they're angry and they're, they're at a loss. As am I. But those are some thoughts that I have. Um, love and respect. There's my bogey boy. Oh, he's looking at me through the fence. <laughs>